Welcome back to Live from the White Bronco, where we bring you five different stories of just stupid criminals. <laughs> My husband, Mike, and I are going to be reading through this week's... Uh, I'm sorry, we missed last week, so we're going to be reading through last week's, technically, uh, stories here in just a minute. But we want to thank you again for listening to us and hanging out with us. Go ahead, babe. Okay. We'll kick off with guy breaks into escape room, then can't escape. That can't be good. So <laughs> our daughter read this headline. She's 10. And uh, she says, who would break into an escape room? <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So there's got to be something here. No one wants to call for help in an escape room, especially if you've just broken into one. Authorities in Vancouver, Washington, received emergency calls from a man on Sunday. According to the local newspaper, the Colombian 40-year-old Rye Wardlaw reportedly broke into Northwest Escape Experience in a strip mall on Sunday morning. The venue, like other escape rooms, offers themed rooms that require groups to solve puzzles in order to find their way out. Tamara Bart Bertrand, who owns the business with her husband Rob, told the newspaper the suspect had badly damaged the escape room. He first attempted to break in through the back door, but then found his way into the office park's electrical service room, where he found a key to the business and a lockbox. See, now, I didn't understand what we were talking about here. I thought they were talking about, like, a panic room, but they, this guy broke into a game room. <laughs> yeah. Okay, using the key, Wardlaw then reportedly opened a door that connected the two spaces and caused some storage lockers to fall over. All of this included in the original damage to the back door apparently caused Wardlaw to, to be unable to escape, so he called 911. <laughs> Bertrand told the Columbian the business's call history showed four calls. According to the Clark County Sheriff's Office, Wardlaw reportedly told the authorities he fled to the escape room because his own home was being robbed. <laughs> Okay. According to court records by, uh, reported by the newspaper, Wardlaw eventually did make his way outside and was arrested by deputies. Wardlaw is reportedly looking at three counts of second-degree burglary and will appear in court on July 20th. He's already offered multiple rather colorful explanations in court. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. All the, Bertrand, the Bertrands are looking at some frustrating damage to their small business. The escape rooms are currently back in operation. Tamara even joked to the Colombian, we now have a 0% escape rate with criminals. <laughs> Your escape, escape room works. <laughs> well, and they're designed that you have to, you're supposed to, most of them are designed that you have to have a group of people. To like be I, able hold to my, I hold this and you pull that down while Johnny over there goes and pulls the lever. Right. In order to manipulate the mechanics of the room, you typically have to have multiple people. So the fact that he made it out on his own is pretty impressive. Well, I don't know, babe. I could probably get through any one of these walls right now if I absolutely had to, but I don't think I'd get away with it. <laughs> That's true. You are kind of a beast. Yeah, we don't know if this guy is Wardlaw. Doesn't it doesn't state whether or not he's a huge guy. So, right, he may have just broken down some some stuff to get out. Just you grab something solid and you hit something less solid with it. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> oh shoot! Cops follow trail of macaroni salad straight to robbery suspects. <laughs> this is like modern day Hansel and Gretel here I had to read it twice after you said it To make sure you hadn't lost your mind 
Right. Is she having a stroke? <laughs> no, she said that. Okay, crazy. <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> Never trust the macaroni salad. It'll turn on you when you least expect it. This after police in Mount Norris, New York, apprehended three burglary suspects Sunday by following a trail of macaroni salad they left behind while making their getaway. In a release published Monday morning, the Livingston County Sheriff's Office report th- reports sleeves Thieves broke in and stole a cash register from Bilderberger Restaurant, along with the establishment's entire surveillance system and a large bowl of macaroni salad. (laughs) Deputies were hot on the criminal's trail, literally, as they attempted to escape via the nearby Greenway Trail. Found along the trail were cash register parts, surveillance system parts, rubber gloves, loose change, and a steady trail of macaroni salad, the sheriff's office said. It was later discovered that the suspects stole a large bowl of macaroni salad, which they took turns eating along their escape route. Officers arrested Matthew Sepetko, age 34, James Marullo, 35, and Timothy Walker, Jr., 23, by early Sunday afternoon. All three have been charged with third-degree burglary, third-degree criminal mischief, and fourth-degree grand larceny. Walker faces additional charges for criminal possession of a controlled substance, say police. Per the Democrat and Chronicle, the three have been booked in a Livingston County jail. Most of the stolen property has been recovered. Okay, so I I can't help but notice a pattern in a lot of our stories that that is starting to trouble me a little bit, and it might be a generational thing, but more and more people are finding their way in front of us due to their stupidity in laziness. Like, okay, I understand the idea of, of robbing a place. It's even a restaurant, and you're hungry, but you can't wait to get home before you crack open the macaroni salad? Right. Macaroni salad to me is not exactly like a portable food. It's you know what I mean? It's, no. it's not like it's like a container of French fries. You know? like, Dear God, tell me these aren't the heathens that were eating macaroni salad with their hands. Right. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't even considered that yet. No, they have to have a fork. You have to have a fork. It's macaroni salad. Right. Macaroni salad is not an eat it on the go type of food no that's like the people that i see driving around with like an actual regular coffee cup in their car you're a monster (laughs) your sister does that stop it sir (laughs) (laughs) these people are out there they wear socks with their sandals and they're just wrong okay The most chilling local crime story you'll read all day. Okay, now if this is HuffPo, it's going to be a pun. Or we're about to read some dark shit. It's not as dark as you think, I don't think. Okay. Local crime in South Florida can be rather chilling, but this takes the cake. Well, not in South Florida. It's hot as hell. We're in Colorado, and it's like a billion degrees in here. Uh, Monday, Monday City of Miami police arrested a man who had been hiding in the freezer of a Checkers restaurant. Ah, I hate Checkers restaurant. Before demanding cash and goods from early morning employees. The freezer door pops open. This gentleman comes out and starts demanding money and everyone's articles. They're freaking out. They call 911 and they come running out of the restaurant. Sergeant Freddy Cruz told WSYN. A photo available at local10.com shows the suspect who appears to be wearing swim trunks wrapped in a blanket while being escorted to a squad car. It's quite bizarre how this gentleman's... Hold on, I'm breaking things. 
how this gentleman was able to hide in the freezer, Cruz said. It's unclear how many hours he was in there. <laughs> We're not thinking he was there all night, otherwise it's possible he could have lost his life. The quest to rob others, particularly at fast food chains, has left many a burglar trapped in undesirable circumstances. Two robbers in California were left stranded earlier this year when a Burger King employee hit, hit their getaway car. Okay, we got to find that story. Yeah, I know. That's too much. We've got to find that. <laughs> and a few years ago in Denver, a pizza joint employee found a burglar trapped in a pizza oven vent yelling, help me. <laughs> in a more morbid event, a deceased body of a suspected burglar was found trapped in the chimney of a law firm in England. Guys. Oh, man, that's just an embarrassing way to go. Yeah, I'd be a little scared stuck in the pizza oven vent, too. <laughs> I would say, well, what do you do when you come out of the Burger King after your robbery and your getaway car isn't there? No kidding. <laughs> yeah, they hit his what, car. What my thinking cashier was like, I'm going to hide that car. I want to I work with those kind of people because that's just brilliant. I love it. And who hides in a freezer in swim trunks? I mean, I get he had the blanket, but like. Why the swim trunks? This isn't planned out well. This is not Ocean's Eleven. No, no, no. Could you imagine hiding in a restaurant freezer in swim trunks? No, you'd die. No way. I'm surprised the man was able to walk out of the freezer. Don't give me your money. Give me a, give me a jacket. Maybe a shirt. <laughs> right? Definitely a shirt. <laughs> Most people that go shirtless should not go shirtless anyway. No shirt, no shoes, no service. No shirt, no shoes, don't hide in my freezer. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no robbery. <laughs> oh. Jacob Cox Brown, Oregon teen, posts Facebook status about drunk driving, gets arrested. Okay, guys, the internet's real, okay? It's, it, especially, I have to just put this out there before we get into this article, because our own son is guilty of this to a, to a degree, that things you put out there on the internet exist and on facebook they have your name on them <laughs> and in a lot of cases they have like where you work and where you go to school and your phone number and like <laughs> <laughs> click here to geolocate dumbass right <laughs> if there's a surefire way to get caught for committing an offense these days it's airing the details on social media Jacob Cox Brown, an 18-year-old from Oregon, learned that lesson on New Year's Day when police showed up at his door after they were alerted to a Facebook post he wrote about driving drunk, KGW reports. Driving drunk, classic, but to, whoever's, but to whoever's vehicle I hit, I'm sorry. The status update read, according to the news outlet. Police said the teen's apparent Facebook confession wasn't, suffici wasn't sufficient evidence for a drunk driving charge. Instead, Cox Brown was charged with two counts of failing to perform the duties of a driver, KGW.com reports. Despite the potential of leaving a very obvious trail, a surprising number of people use Facebook in the aftermath of committing various infractions. In September, a woman posted an LOL, a status update in reference to her alleged involvement in a drunk driving accident, according to ABC. A judge who reportedly was not too happy about the post sentenced her to two days in jail. In May, two men robbed an internet cafe, but one of them made the mistake of logging onto Facebook and forgetting to log out. The flood the, led police straight to him, Gizmodo notes. In the cafe. Yeah. 
<laughs> Similarly, in 2011, a man who reportedly stole items from a Washington Post journalist, Mark Fisher, posted a picture of himself on Facebook wearing one of the missing items and holding up cash. The suspects have used Fisher's son's laptop to take the picture and posted the image to the teen's Facebook account, ad advertising his action to 400 teenagers. I've seen a lot, but this is the most stupid criminal I've ever seen, Officer Kyle Rowe told Fisher at the time. And that's what got him on our podcast. <laughs> Because I'm sure they see some dumb stuff all the time. But, yeah, this is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I need, uh, this is my name. Here's my picture. And I admit it. I did this. Right. I mean, and people look at Facebook. I, I, I remind our son of this. That people look at Facebook when they're going to, like, look for interviews and um, college applications and things like that. Um, to kind of see the kind of person you are and how you present yourself to the public. You know, Facebook is way more than, it, it's taken way more seriously than I think anybody ever thought it ever would be. Sure. Um, you know, MySpace. so like... Yeah, it's not MySpace, that's for sure. Right. Even just ensuring that you're, you know, putting your best foot forward that way so that, you know, when it comes time for you to get a job or go to school, you don't have admissions officers looking at pictures of you partying all the time. Drunk driving. Classic, huh? <laughs> right. You know, apart from the illegalities of it, you're looking at, like, well, it's logistics of not getting jobs or oh, getting man. into college or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean... It is. It's there forever. Yeah. Okay. So... Andre Dismuk arrested for allegedly shipping 12 pounds of marijuana to his real estate agent. If he's buying an SUV, I, I, I think we've seen this guy before. 12 pounds might buy me an SUV, though. 12 pounds might buy an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Dismuk, a 36-year-old Denver man, was arrested in charge. See, here we go. Colorado with their legalized marijuana was arrested and charged Saturday for allegedly shipping 12 pounds of marijuana to his real estate agent in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. According to the WBOC, Dismuke and his wife intended to stay in a Rehoboth rental unit for six weeks and had shipped the packages ahead of time. The real estate agency contacted police after an employee opened one of the packages. Rehoboth Beach police arrested the couple as they arrived at the realtor's office in Delaware. Dismuke's wife has been released without charges. Writes the news journal. I guess technically it's only his fault. Dismuke faces charges of trafficking marijuana, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia, and has been released on a 10500 bond. WGMD reports the marijuana has an estimated street value of $18,000. Well, maybe not a great SUV, but an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a used one on Craigslist, though. For sure, for sure. So Dismuke here is genius enough to know he lives in a state where it's legal i don't think it is legal to buy 12 pounds of marijuana even in colorado i don't know that feels excessive that's a lot that's a lot but then the traffic you can't just take this stuff anywhere and especially i'm kind of disappointed in the ups slash fedex slash postal office that he shipped it from because I've smelled marijuana before. Just sitting there, 12 pounds of it would smell up the entire building. Well, he sent it in separate packages, but still, I'd like to think that, again, I would notice that. You'd notice that. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. 
Well, shoot. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I think that's our last story for the night. And uh, go ahead and yeah, hop on over to iTunes and uh, subscribe up to us. We're, we're going to try to get back on track next week and uh, get this back to a weekly podcast that was uh, a bit of a, a technical slash medical error on our behalf last week. We just couldn't quite get to it. So sorry for that. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us any feedback or send us any stories you'd like to hear read at whitebroncopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks.